Hello, this is James Crotty. This is the Crotty Farm Report. Our editing team is out today, but uh, so no music to begin this uh, report. It is September 18th, Monday, in the Big O, Omaha, Nebraska. And today I'm again reflecting upon Joseph Robinette Biden and his chances for re-election in 2024. And uh, it's important, um, I feel, to deal with some of the shibboleths that are circulating in the intelligentsia when it comes to Mr. Biden. And the, one of them is that uh, there's a corollary or there's a parallel to the administration of Lyndon Baines Johnson uh, when the country was at war uh, in Vietnam. Uh, the theory of the case why uh, Biden will either withdraw like Johnson or get defeated by a Republican uh, nominee is that, as in 1968, uh, the country's at war and there's increasing divisions about the war. And as in 1968, which Richard Nixon ended up capitalizing on once Johnson withdrew, uh, the, there's incredible domestic strife. There's dramatically increasing crime in the streets. There's a snatch and grab epidemic throughout California and elsewhere. Uh, there's an open border. Uh, there is uh, massive drug use, drug abuse. There's a fentanyl crisis born of the open border and more and, uh, and homelessness. So uh, the same kind of uh, desecration and despair uh, is seen today as it was seen in 1968 while also the country's at war. So when you think about that, you think, wow, as uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson concluded, um, maybe it's time to exit. It's an interesting argument, as is the argument that Biden is no different than Jimmy Carter. These are two of the two most recent one-term Democratic presidents. Uh, and Jimmy Carter, uh, you know, failed to resolve the Iran hostage crisis and appeared weak in claiming the United States was in a state of ennui. But both analogies fail, but I'm going to deal mostly with the uh, the analogy to, to Johnson. Um, on the one hand, there is this similarity. Uh, Johnson, of course, was the, he carried on the mantle of uh, the new Democratic Party in its attempt to distance itself from the Dixiecrats, uh, which of course was critical in uh, winning in 1960 under Kennedy with Johnson as VP. Uh, the key to that election, of course, was, as has been written about extensively, uh, Kennedy's visit uh, to Martin Luther King while King was in, was in jail. Uh, Nixon, though a Quaker, and uh, just by inclination, uh, very sensitive to the plight of African-Americans. Uh, obviously, Republicans were not the party of Jim Crow as the Democrats were let alone the party of slavery, as the Democrats were. Uh, Kennedy, to his credit, saw the, the winds of change and um, and saw the need to distance from the Dixiecrats uh, while still keeping enough of them in line to win. He barely won, but that visit to uh, King in jail, and Nixon did not visit King in jail, is, is, is seen by many historians as pivotal to the increased uh, African-American support for the Democrats, which has continued despite their um, infantilizing socialistic policies and uh, pro-criminal policies, as has continued to this day. So it's kind of an irony, but um, 
So when uh, the Great Society agenda was adopted, including the Civil Rights Act, uh, under Johnson, after Kennedy's assassination, it seemed like, you know, Johnson would easily coast to a victory. Um, but of course, with um, the push for civil rights, always with the Democrats, comes this insane idea that you cannot have civil rights and law enforcement. So the tolerance for riots cross the Fruited Plain, uh, the... Uh, were were was part of the thinking of Democrats, and that unfortunately upset the uh, suburban middle class voters who determine elections in America. Um, so when you think about on that history, you think, well, um, this is eerily similar uh, under Biden to Johnson. On top of it, um, there's this war in Ukraine, um, which as corruption inside Ukraine comes to light, um, as it's always been there, but uh, con you know, corruption in terms of the misuse of American aid, um, the stalemate, the, 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 the problems that the Ukrainians are having and pushing through against well-fortified and embedded Russian troops um, is, is kind of weirdly, you know, they say history doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but it rhymes. But this is so similar to the issues in North Viet in, in Vietnam. It's it's unbelievable. Like as you remember, uh, those of us who are old enough to remember, in 1968, um, for a while uh, up until then, you uh, you could claim that the South Vietnamese are doing pretty well against the North Vietnamese and Viet Cong. But uh, then came the Tet Offensive, Tet Offensive in 1968, and though there it's people claim that the North Vietnamese lost that offensive. The The casualty count uh, kind of woke America up to the fact that this is not going to be a slam dunk war. And I think eventually that is going to come to awareness when it comes to Ukraine, that this is not a slam dunk war. So how how incredible is this similarity between, the, between these two wars? Um, now, those optimistic assumptions that were at play in Vietnam are uh, are at play uh, in the Biden administration. Um, the, you know, of course, there has been more. There's been these super ambitious goals that somehow the U Ukrainians will push through, uh, take back Crimea, encircle the Russian troops, just as the North Vietnamese. Um, had similar ambitious goals. Um, but the the truth is uh, there was kind of a stalemate. And so at the same time, there's growing resistance in America to the war and there was a divided Democratic Party. And funny enough, there was a Kennedy in 68, Robert Kennedy, who arose to oppose uh, Lyndon Johnson. He took a much more uh, dovish view of the war, wanted to get to the negotiating table quickly. And um, and this is at a time when 49% of Americans uh, believed that, um, that the war was a mistake. Uh, I don't know what the numbers are exactly now. I just know that they're, they're increasing dramatically against the war in Ukraine. So when February 8th of... Um, you know, 2, uh, 68, uh, Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, uh, 
you know, decides to run. Um, this also is affecting Johnson's calculus. And, and also he has on the left flank, even left of Kennedy, uh, Eugene McCarthy uh, rallying a lot of the youth vote um, against the war and against uh, the Democratic president. Uh, also uh, affecting the calculus was the, the still strong presence of the old um, racist Democratic Party in the, in the, in the, in the, in the guise of uh, the Democratic governor of Alabama, George Wallace, who ran as a third party hopeful. There isn't such a presence uh, today, although there are third party candidates um, like Cornell West, who could have a role in this election, but not such an outsized role. Anyway, all this would make you think with the assassination of Martin Luther King, the uh, and then, of course, the assassination of Robert Kennedy himself, uh, that um, that things were dire. Of course, those events, the, the tumult in the tumult in the streets um, in America caused the North Vietnamese to feel that they could wait it out and negotiate a better deal uh, with a new Republican administration, which is, of course, the exact thinking of Vladimir Putin at this point. So all of that would say, my gosh, this is a this is a parallel, pretty direct parallel right now with Biden to LBJ. Here's why it doesn't work as an analogy. First, the Democrats are not nearly as divided as they were in 1968. The, the party of Eugene McCarthy and Robert, Robert F. Kennedy is the party, is the Democratic Party. In fact, not even Robert F. Kennedy, it's Eugene McCarthy. That is today's Democratic Party. They are united this blue dog democratic centrist party of bill clinton has died it has been eviscerated by the left the left control the party uh and and this the worst socialist instincts of the left have come to the fray chief among them very socialist idea of you censor your censor opponents because they don't have the, the marxist understanding of the of the truth and so it's okay to censor Republicans and conservatives who disagree with you on COVID or on whether uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was real. Of course, the left under Biden will say that it's Russian disinformation. All the statist views of, of the kind of a proto-socialist um, government are at play in the Biden administration. So there's a, there's a great deal of unity uh, inside the Democratic Party, though there is slight questioning of the Ukraine war, there's a pretty much unity around that war. There's not this 50% split, uh, is at least a major split in the party as there was during the Vietnam War. There's a pretty much universal consensus that we should continue with the Vietnam War, if only for the conspiracy which has driven democratic politics in the Trump years that somehow uh, Russia uh, installed Trump as, a, as, as its puppet. Um, and that paranoia and, cons and insane conspiracy thinking is at play when it comes to rooting for Ukraine on the part of uh, Democrats. The other thing is, the, though there are there's a lot of violence in the street, obviously the Democratic-enabled summer of insurrection was ghastly and awful and far worse in many ways than January 6th. Um, it is still not as dramatic as it was in 68. Uh, it's bad, but not that bad. Uh, we are not 
I mean, you could say the 2020 summer insurrection came very close, but I would have to say the the riots and other, um, I mean, there was actual organized uh, terrorism, domestic terrorism on the left in America in the 1960s. Um, and it is just not quite there yet. Uh, you had the Weather Underground and you had the Beider Meinhof gang in Germany and you had the, the Red Army faction in Japan and, and other similar groups in America. Uh, so it's not on that level of complete chaos, uh, violence that you saw in the 60s. And for some, in, in some ways, the, at least the peaceful protests made sense. I mean, this was a bad, bad war in Vietnam and I think we were right to protest it. Nevertheless, things are not as bad. And the other thing is, the economy uh, is doing okay. I mean, inflation is still high and persistent, and the Federal Reserve is possibly going to have to raise interest rates again in the fall, maybe November. Um, at least they will keep those rates higher for longer. And that, of course, is due in part, not in whole, but because the Trump administration is partially to blame. But uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, which is the corollary to the Great Society in terms of a great government program uh, that uh, Biden got passed and or so Johnson got passed, you'd think that that's going to be bullish for, you know, was bullish for each of their um, campaigns. Uh, so so Biden has that as his back. But the, the unfortunate side effect of that is uh, the uh, the unnecessary COVID relief that Biden passed after getting into office, and then the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, compounded that inflation. Americans are putting that together, that uh, even though employment unemployment is low, they have money in their pockets, the purchasing power is less, and that's a real issue. People feel it. They see oil prices over $90 a barrel, and uh, things aren't great. You know, uh, they seem great when you listen to the reports out of Wall Street, but they really aren't that great for the uh, for, for working class Americans. So um, unfortunately, uh, the, the analogy doesn't work there because uh, the the fact is people are employed. And even though they're frustrated by the persistence of inflation, the fact is they're employed. And that gives them a boost of confidence when it comes to consumer spending and this, this general feeling that things will get better. That could change. Obviously, the Federal Reserve would like to see more unemployment, uh, which may shake things up a bit for Biden. But still, things aren't as bad. So that's the other argument and why the, by, why the analogy does not hold. But the, uh, the final argument, and this is the key thing. Um, the Democrats may not, uh, may think that Joe Biden is incompetent, may think that privately he kind of blew up the Afghan withdrawal. They privately wish he'd do more to solve crime, which is pretty easy. And, you know, you get states and localities to, to, to start with broken windows policing. That's your first stop. But they won't do that because that conflicts with their so-called civil rights agenda. They don't understand, as Jason Riley does in Wall Street Journal, that civil rights and law enforcement can go together. But nevertheless, um, the the key thing is that you're going to be facing Trump, even if he has, even if he goes to jail before the election. Trump is going to be the Republican nominee, and though Democrats and Americans generally had inklings of the corruption of Richard Nixon. 
going back to the Eisenhower administration, um, they did not know the full extent of his corrupt nature in 1968. Uh, but Trump is a known entity, and that's extremely important. So um, there's a ceiling to the support that Trump could get. There's just too many never Trumpers in the Republican Party who will never, ever vote for him. And there's the same number, there's a huge percentage of independents who feel that way. So even though the polls, as I've said recently in my last post, the polls are tied right now in popular vote, and that does not bode well for Democrats. They need to have a two to 3% minimum lead in the popular vote to win the electoral vote, generally speaking. Um, you never have, you can never underestimate the power of the Democratic ability to get out the vote, to gin up uh, support at the last minute, to, to, to stretch the boundaries of election law, to get the win. And, and you know, they've completely captured social media, search media, and just general information flow. And, and that's something that the Democrats had not yet figured out in the 60s. They had not figured out, which is, of course, what all socialist regime, regimes fully understand, which is to you have to control uh, the means of communication. And Democrats have gotten much better at that twisted, uh, twisted enterprise since the 60s. And so they completely control big tech, communication flow, the, and the whole definition of what is disinformation. And that cannot be underestimated. So I don't think the, J, the, the LBJ analogy applies, even though we have another Kennedy running uh, against a Democrat. Uh, some of these things may seem similar on the surface, but underneath it, um, the Democrats will rally. They will come together behind a weak, corrupt, incompetent, but still standing Joe Biden, and, and for all the reasons I've said. So if you have any uh, opinions on this, I would really like it if you... Uh, ushered them in the uh, commentary of the Crowdy Farm Report. If you find this in any way illuminating, uh, you can always subscribe to the Crowdy Farm Report, become a paid subscriber. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, it'll encourage me to keep doing these things. Um, one of the funny final anecdotes, which I think is just, you kind of feel bad for Johnson. I know that, you know, there's a lot, when the Johnson tapes came out and you heard the things the guy said, I mean, you either loved him or hated him. But he was uh, a colorful character, to, put, to say the least. But uh, he was pretty pissed off when the South Vietnamese president, too, was negotiating separately with the Nixon campaign. And that came to be reprised, reprised uh, with the Reagan campaign uh, when he ran against Carter. So here we are again with these analogies uh, with Carter, uh, LBJ, and now the Biden administration. Um, and in both cases, that was a, um, you know, in, in, in that negotiation, the negotiations Nixon was doing with two in um, 68, as uh, with Reagan's team and the, um, uh, the Iranians uh, in, the, in the Iranian hostage crisis um, in the 70s. Um, technically, that's against the law, against American law for that to happen. But that was a time when the Republicans... Um, really did push the boundaries of what they could get away with and uh, had a certain sense of, uh, I don't know what to describe it as, just a kind of chutzpah about winning elections. Uh, that That is long gone. And that's one more reason 
why uh, the Biden administration and the Democratic Party, which will always stoop to conquer, has, has a great chance of winning again. This has been the Karate Farm Report. God bless America. <laughs>